Todd's Road Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nybert. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at toddsroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31, Paul says that according as it is written, and he's getting ready to quote a passage from the Old Testament. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 23. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth, and that word glory is boast, boast, have confidence in, rejoice in. Let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Not in his strength, not in his wisdom, not in his riches, but that he knows me that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Now that is a quotation of Jeremiah chapter 9. And Paul uses that that according as it is written, he that glorieth, he that boasts, let him glory, let him boast in the Lord. Now what do you and I know of this thing of boasting in the Lord? Nobody likes a braggart, someone who boasts in their accomplishments, trying to convince you to think highly of them. No one likes a braggart, but there is a good kind of boasting, boasting in the Lord. Now, what do you and I know of boasting in the Lord. This passage begins with verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren. Now he's talking to believers. He calls them brethren. He says, you see your calling. Uh, this is the call of his irresistible invincible, effectual grace. Not everyone is called whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Now, Paul says, you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, 
Not many mighty, not many noble are called. Now he didn't say not any, but he did say not many. Not many wise men after the flesh. Now, when he's speaking of being after the flesh, he's talking about the way you and I are born into this world. We're born in the flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's the way every unregenerate person is. Someone who has not been born of God, born of the Spirit, flesh. All flesh is grass. Man at his best state is altogether vanity. Not many wise men after the flesh that God calls the doctors of theology, the philosophers, the supposed geniuses, not many of those God calls. Not many mighty, the movers and the shakers, the influential, the wealthy, the powerful, God passes them by. He doesn't need them. Not many of them are called. Not many noble, not many highborn, not many of those kind of people called. This is what the world wants to be. God passes it by. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. For the most part, God doesn't call famous people. He doesn't call influential, powerful people that the world looks up to. Very few. But, Paul says in verse 27, God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Now don't miss this term God has chosen. Salvation does not begin with our choice of God, but his choice. He said to his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This whole idea of Christ being offered to you, but it's up to you to accept him or reject him as an act of your free will. Bible doesn't teach that. God hath chosen. God hath chosen. If you're saved, it's because God chose you to be saved before the foundation of the world. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the mighty the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, the base things of the world, and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. Now, I'm so thankful for this. God chose the foolish, those who have no wisdom in and of themselves, nothing to bring to the table. God hath chosen the weak, those who have no spiritual ability. He has chosen the base things of the world, the lowborn, the things which are despised, that men despise and have no recognition of. Yea, the things which are nothing. Nothing. 
Would you be someone who has nothing that you could bring to God that could recommend you to his favor? You have nothing. You're nothing in and of yourself but sin. That's the person God chooses to be saved. You know, God created the world from nothing. And if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, he's going to create you from nothing. Now, why does God do this? We read in verse 29 that no flesh should glory in his presence. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, who made you to differ from another? Ask yourself that question. Do you know the Lord and somebody else doesn't? Who made you to differ? Uh, with regard to everything about you, are you more intelligent than your neighbor? Who made you to differ? Have you had better uh, circumstances than your neighbor? Who made you to differ from another? God did. And what do you have that you didn't receive? Do you have any kind of gifts? God gave it to you. Have you received Christ? God gave you the grace to do it. What do you have that you did not receive? Then Paul said, now if you've received it, why do you glory? As if you didn't receive it, like you earned it. No flesh is going to glory in his presence. But, verse 30, but. Now let me say, uh, before I read this verse of Scripture, this is one of my personal favorite verses of Scripture. I'm so thankful for this. May the Lord enable you to hear and me to hear what's being said. May the Lord enable me to preach exactly what's being said in this passage of Scripture. Listen. Now he tells who God does not choose, who he does, and then he says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. God can do this. He can make Christ Jesus to be this unto us. Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification or holiness and redemption that according as it is written, he that glorieth, he that boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Now, if I'm going to boast in the Lord, I'm going to have some understanding of what verse 30 is actually saying. Now, he's made into us. God made him this way. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. The only way you can be in Christ Jesus is if God put you there. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. This is not something you can achieve. He's got to do this for you. Of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Now, this gives a fourfold uh, state of what we are. No wisdom, no righteousness, no holiness, and no sin payment. I have no natural wisdom. I'm ignorant of God by nature. I'm ignorant of his character. I'm ignorant of myself. I am ignorant. I need wisdom. 
I'm guilty. Guiltiness before God. I've sinned against God. I stand guilty before his law. Having broken every commandment. I've never kept one commandment one time. And I am guilty before God. And I'm polluted. I'm sinful. Not only am I guilty, my heart is bad. God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? I'm polluted. That's what God says about me. And I do not have a sin payment. I don't have anything to bring to the table. I am bankrupt. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Now he's speaking to the brethren. He's speaking to all of God's elect. Not all men are in Christ Jesus. Only the elect. They are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. Now what does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? Well, the Bible gives us a lot of examples of that. What did it mean to be in the ark when God flooded the world? Well, if you were in the ark, you were safe. If you were outside of the ark, you were destroyed. When uh, God passed through the land of Egypt, if you were in the house with the blood over the door, you were safe. If you were outside of the house with the blood over the door, you had no security. The firstborn would be killed. Now, I love Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, where the Lord comes up to John the Baptist to be baptized. And John said, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. He said, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he was baptized of him. Now, when Jesus Christ fulfilled all righteousness, He did so as an us. He wasn't only talking about John the Baptist. He was talking about Todd Nivert and every other believer. Thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. You see, he has a people in him. And those in him fulfill all righteousness. Now that's what it means to be in him. It means what he did, you did. When he kept the law, you kept the law. When he paid for your sins, your sins were paid for. When he was raised from the dead... You were raised from the dead. That's what baptism signifies. Oh, to be in Christ Jesus. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is the work of the Father alone to put you in Christ Jesus. That's why Paul said, oh, that I may win Christ and be found in him. And then Paul gives us four benefits of being in Christ Jesus. He's made unto us wisdom righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, God can do this. He can make His Son to be to you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And if you and I can get a hold of that, we'll learn what it means to glory, to boast in the Lord. Now, like I've already stated, I'm ignorant. 
I'm ignorant by nature of the character of God. I'm ignorant of my own sinfulness. You ask somebody, um, have you ever kept one of God's commandments one time? Most people say yes. And they prove by that they're ignorant of their own character. They're ignorant of their own sinfulness. I'm ignorant, but Christ has made to me wisdom. You see, Christ is called the wisdom of God. And his wisdom is seen in that he has made a way to be just, to be absolutely just, inflexibly just, and yet clear people who run just through the gospel. It's how God can be just and justify the ungodly. And now God can have fellowship with me in his wisdom. He can fellowship with me as someone worthy of his fellowship with the wisdom of Jesus Christ. God has made him to be wisdom to me. Now, you think about this. The transcendent, eternal, incomprehensible, omnipresent, all-powerful, eternal, all-wise God can have fellowship and communion with me for this one reason. Jesus Christ is my wisdom. And I have fellowship with God, communion with God where he speaks to me. And I understand and I speak to him. How? Because Christ is my wisdom before God. He's made unto us, secondly, righteousness. He's made unto us righteousness. Now, if I'm in Christ, that means the righteousness of Jesus Christ, his law keeping, his perfect life, his perfect obedience, his sinlessness. And that's what righteousness is, sinlessness. You stand before God having never sinned. You stand before God as having been always pleasing to God in perfect righteousness. He's made unto me righteousness. His righteousness is my righteousness before God. Now let me remind you once again, God can do this. Uh, I couldn't do this for myself. I couldn't even say, well, I'm going to make Christ's righteousness my righteousness. I can't do that, but God can. And here's how he did it. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, For he hath made him to be sin. And did you hear that? He, God the Father, hath made him the Lord Jesus Christ, to be sin. Now what all that means, no human being will ever really understand. The evil of sin, the wickedness of sin, the enormity of sin, he was made to be. All of the sins of all of God's people were made to meet on him. And he bore them in his own 
body on the tree. This is the gospel substitution. He took my place. He took my sin and my sorrow and made it his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. For he hath made him to be sin. Who knew no sin? He never sinned. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, the righteousness of Christ is the righteousness of God. And God made him to be 